It is Friday, September 9. Good morning, everyone. The Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. And uh, you're joining us on a momentous day in history. Yes, of course, it's a sports show. But uh, Queen Elizabeth II, if you're just waking up, uh, you're probably hearing the news already. But uh, Queen Elizabeth II has died in the early hours of this morning, age 96 after 70 years on the throne. And, uh, yeah, momentous day indeed, Clarky. Morning to you, mate. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Very sad. Very sad day. Uh, love the life. Queen. Yeah, man. Imagine the stories. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, very fortunate to have met her a couple of times. Um, yeah, very sad. I think, well, we've already seen, I think, sport in the UK. Well, certainly some sport has, has um, been postponed. Um, they've stopped. Um, yeah, I think everyone waking up this morning will be, would have been touched in some way by, you know, uh, something the Queen's done, said, uh, changed. Um, wasn't too many that didn't love the Queen. So yeah, very sad news. Yeah, it certainly is, fellas. Good morning. Um, yeah, it's quite sad when I heard the news Mm. driving in here this morning. I think you touched on it there, Pop. There wouldn't be too many people around the world that'd have a bad word to say. About the Queen, she's been in charge for 70 years. Jeez, that's a long reign for any monarch. Um, You know, she's been through everything. She's seen a lot. Uh, She'll be sadly missed. And I can only imagine the mourning that would be happening over there in England right now. You know, they'd be gathering around Buckingham Palace. She has been crook for a little while. um, But I don't think we thought that, you know, she was going to, to die just yet. She looked like she still had a lot more time to give and serve uh, but unfortunately over the last you know 12 18 months you know she's lost prince philip and you know there's a couple of other things going on in her life in regards to family uh, prince andrew and you know megan and harry and all sorts of things are happening at the moment but uh, she's lived a wonderful life she served so well and she will be sorely missed was she chatty, Clarky, or was it like just before no, a marriage? It was very formal. Yeah, right. The, the two times I um, I met her, once as a player over in in the Ashes, and then then, then as captain. Mm. So, uh, you, yeah, you get you get yeah. thirty seconds as captain to um, to say hello to her, and then really you just I, was, I just had to introduce all the players to her. But uh, yeah, I don't know if she cared too much for cricket, but it was still what an honour to mm. have to have met the Queen. And again, you. You talk about um, being nervous through your career or under pressure. Man, I'm telling you, I was as nervous meeting the Queen as I was at any stage through my career. Just that presence and the how quiet everyone was. Everyone, and, and you know, best behaviour. How you um, <laughs> how you meet her, how you present to her, what you say to her. Everything is you're told what you can and can't say. Is very formal. Um, but yeah, a, a a different experience, that's for sure. She loved the horses too, didn't she? Big time. Loved the horses. She owned a horse. Well, owned horses. She had a couple of horses run out here in Melbourne Cups. Yeah, as well, yeah, we've seen as, the Queen's colours out here. Yeah. Thinking of Melbourne Cups, some other races so. as well. Yeah, I, I know yeah. she's definitely had them here in mm. S- Sydney running. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure we'll pay tribute to her this morning, as will all the broadcasters here in Australia, oh, I'm sure. It'll be yeah, on all be day. just 24-7. It might be on all weekend. All week. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. pretty confident it will be. Big time. And today, of course, marks the start of the NRL finals. And uh, what an occasion we've got tonight there in Penrith. Penrith up against Parramatta. 
the market hasn't moved since yesterday after it had moved earlier in the week. The Panthers $1.42, Parramatta $2.90 with tabs. Six and a half is the line, Eels the plus. Um, of course, Parramatta beat them twice this year, but it's just a question of, well, which Parramatta side's going to rock up against Nathan Cleary and the returning troops after so many had the week off last week, Loss. It'll be a ferocious start, you know. The battle will try and be won in the middle of the field and obviously Campbell Gillard and Junior Parlow will be trying to establish dominance early for Parramatta. Uh, these Penrith boys have had a rest. They'll come out fit. I, I expect them to start at a million miles an hour, Penrith. And I think they'll try and, you know, blow Parramatta away early. Um you know they'll be fit, they'll be they'll be fresh, um, but Parramatta have to go with them. They've got to withstand the early onslaught, and they've got to try and rattle their cage. They've got to try and be physical with them. They've got to try and get up in their face. Uh, line speed needs to be strong, um, and they've got to be relentless tonight, Parramatta. And they've got to back their ability to move the ball off second face. And and again, you know, if they make an error, they've got to defend that error. But they can't go into their shell. They've got to be able to just trust the process of playing the style of football that they've shown us over the, the season where they've offloaded and they've got a number of good offloaders in this team and it drags a lot of energy out of your, your defensive system and it can pull your defensive system apart. And this is the best way, I believe, that Parramatta have of knocking over Penrith tonight. I reckon this is, well, it always is when you get to finals. This is legacy stuff for these two clubs, this final series. You know, this is it for Para. This is yeah. it. I think everyone well, knows it. And for Penrith, well, say they didn't win the premiership. How do we remember this Penrith side over this three-year period where they have dominated? Yeah, Absolutely. If they're one from three, how do we remember them? No, well, I, th- I think, again, I, I've, I always believe you've got, to win, you've got to win major series. You've got to win World Cups. You, you've got to win grand finals. And Penrith have been the standout team for... Certainly, the last three years, so they deserve credit for that. But yeah, they they need another grand final if if you're talking about them as as one of the great teams. Mm. Um, I think Par- there's no doubt Paris under the pump. But I don't necessarily think it's in this game. I, I think they've got. I actually think they'll play tonight with the freedom that they they they're going to need to play with if they're going to have a chance of winning the grand final. I actually feel this game is. Go out there, nothing to lose. Expectation and pressure is on Penrith. But unfortunately for Para, the the public or the fans are only going to judge from tonight onwards. Because we've had this conversation for the last couple of years that they can't, they haven't got the, uh, they haven't got something in them to win under maximum pressure, to win on the big stage. And that's a... That's a tough place to be because there's huge expectation from their own fans on them to to go for to, I th- I th- actually think for them to not be criticized they have to make the GF. I think and if you lose the grand final lose on that big day then so be it. It's one day anything can happen. But I think I think if Parra don't make it I think their fans will be disappointed. I, I think Brad Arthur is going to cop it. I think Mitchell Moses is going to cop it. So, you know, even though you know, Penrith are expected to win because they have been the best team again this season. I still think there's going to be enough expectation within Para um, to know that they that they have to play well. They have to make this grand final. But 
I I think the like Loz said, the way they do that, you've got to let go of the fear. You've actually got to release the fear of losing, walk out there, and stick them on the line and play with courage. Don't don't allow that. Oh my God, we've got to win. We've got to win to creep inside the camp. Go the other way and say, you know what? Yeah, we know that. We accept that. But this is how we're going to do it. Throw it all on the line, risk it all, and just play that brand of footy that is good enough, we've seen this season, to beat the best teams in the comp. Mm. Uh, on the text line, morning, boys. Sad day with the passing of the Queen. Rest in peace. On to some sport. How on earth does Aaron Finch retain his spot? I don't care if he's the skipper. He's not in form and hasn't been for a long time. Time for him to go and give the spot to someone else who deserves it. If it was anyone else, they would have been dropped a long time ago. There's no name to that text. Text line yeah. number, by the way, 0419767272. A bizarre game of cricket Man, last crazy. night, pup, to say the least. Australia winning by 113 runs to secure the Chapel Hadley Trophy there in Cairns. Uh, and uh, they reached nine for 195 after they were, well, they were eight for 117. Nine, ten, and Jack. Man. Stark, Zamper and Hazelwood saved them after up at the top of the order. Steve Smith at number 361 was superb, but uh, uh, Collapso. And then uh, the bowlers saved them, and then they've rolled New Zealand for 82. New Zealand, horrible. And, and don't worry about the tail. New Zealand lost the game when Glenn Maxwell walked out to bat with Steve Smith, and they went to their part-time spinner and their third change quick. Like They had to go back to Bolt's. Their strike weapons, whoever got the wickets, had to go back to their best bowlers and look to bowl Australia out for 90. They, they, did, they made the exact same mistake as the first game. Mm. They had the chance to crush Australia, and they took their foot off. And it cost them. Smitty was brilliant. Even Maxi, Maxi was a bit rusty and didn't bat that well, but he, got, he, he built a partnership with Steve Smith, which allowed us to get to a, a good enough total. And then the tail wagged. Um, and then they're batting. New Zealand's batting. Mate, I had to turn it off. No, three for 18 off 13 overs. Yeah. What was I watching? Yeah, Zampa Pfeiffer. But that sums up New Zealand's attitude in this series. They're not here to crush Australia. They're not here to, to dominate them. They're the, New Zealand are meant to be the number one one-day team in the world. Australia go into this series ranked sixth or something, yet New Zealand being scared to beat them. Did you see Kane Williamson's dismissal? Yeah, Mr. Full Toss. Don't worry, that's happened to the best of us. It, it drifted. When you walk off and go, well, it drifted. The drift got me, did me in the air. Oh, it was a dolly, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, but it yeah, I, I think, uh, again, I thought Aussie's Smitty brilliant with the bat, tail awesome to be able to wag. Um, Finch. And then our bowler's great. Finchie, Finchie is, yeah, if if Finchie wasn't the skipper, I think, it, I, I think yeah, that he probably would have been dropped. But, I think what they're hoping for is that he can hang in until the 2020 World Cup. It's a, it's a tough time to change your captain, you know, a month out before a, a World Cup. So I, I think they're, you know, like I've said on the show a few times, I think the selectors are hoping he can get a score and then he goes into that World Cup with confidence. We keep our, our structure and our plan for, for the World Cup and we dominate that, have success here in Australia. But, yeah, look, he's, a, he's yeah. He, want, he needs runs, there's no doubt about it. I feel for him because at the moment he's, he's trying, like even last night, he's been caught in slip with the ball going away from him, so outside of the bat. Then he, Bolt brought the ball back in last game and he got LBW, so now, and that's the way he's got out a lot in his career. So he's worried about, oh my God, going away, edge, coming in, LBW. He's walked out last night and said, you know what? 
or yesterday, I should say. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see it and hit it. If it's up, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play aggressive and try and get on top of this. And the ball just held in the wicket a bit. He shanked it and got caught at mid-off. So I felt for him because I know that feeling when you're like, man, everything I try, I just can't buy a trick at the moment, you know. But unfortunately for Finch, oh, well, this is the, the last game of the series. I, I think he, I really think he needs to find a, even a 30 or 40 in this last game. But you know what? I'm, Who's the replacement? I'm backing him. Oh, mate, take your pick. <laughs> Matt, opening the batting in one day cricket or 2020 no, cricket well, that's fine. It's the best place to play because, because Mitchell Mars has to come back into that team yeah mate so, so, so Usman you, Khawaja could open the batting Manus Labashain do, do you put do you put carries could in, in Matthew Wade could be anyone yeah. remember this is the last one This is the, um, well, you correct me if I'm wrong you know, this is the last one day game Sunday Sunday, yeah. Yep. And until we go into 2020s ah uh, yes correct so again yeah. are they looking at one day cricket different to 2020 cricket because opening the batting in one-day cricket, you could, I think you could easily open with Amanus Lubbershane. You could bat Steve Smith. You could open with Smitty and bat Manus at three. You could open with Usman Khawaja. Ben McDermott. Ben McDermott. Yeah. 2020 cricket, then I think you're looking at someone a bit more aggressive. So they And for a World Cup as well, they might think... Uh, well, you can't drop. I don't know if you can. You can't drop Finchie out of the 2020 squad now that it's been selected. No, he's in. So I think you yeah. pick your 15-man squad. So I'm assuming they're looking at the, the one-day cricket different to 2020. So even if Finchie makes no runs in this last one day, that might be the end of his one-day career. Mm. But I think they'll certainly still uh, start with him in the 2020 World Cup. It's a massive quarter to drop your captain a month out from a World Cup. I think that could cause... More chaos. Yeah. But you are picked in the squad as if you're a batsman, you've got to make runs. If you're a bowler, you've got to take wickets. So, yeah, I just, I'm just i I'm hoping he can get a little 30 or 40 in this last game, which then, you know, allows him to go into the World probably carry Cup. a batsman if they're out of form a little bit more in test matches. Would that be more correct in saying that? Mate, one day cricket, the wickets are generally flatter. Yeah. One day 2020, you're normally yeah. playing on belters all the time. Yeah. So you normally think, even if you go three or four games, you're going to get a belter of a wicket. You'll make a yeah. thirty or forty and get some uh, get some momentum. Mm. The problem at the moment for Finchie is again, I, I like. But in the short form, you feel like everything's going wrong. You can't sort of carry him for too long in the shorter form, can you? Because we've been able to because yeah. we've been brilliant at it. Mm. Australian one day cricket has been dominant over twenty years. Such a long period of time. We've been so good at mm. one day cricket. Um, twenty twenty cricket differently different, and twenty twenty is hard to get back into form if you're out of form. You haven't got much time to get used to the condition, see the ball if it's moving, assess the. You've really got to go for it. So that's why I'm, I think I'm hoping if Finchie can just get a, a few runs in this in the third game, at least when he walks out to bat in that 2020, he's got the confidence to to take the opposition yeah. on because we, we, we're going to need him to to win the World Cup. Ref and ready is the headline of the back page of the Daily Telegraph. Eels urged to get in Panthers' faces to spring an upset. And uh, in his column here, Matty Johns saying pretty much do what Queensland did in Origin 1 against the Blues this year. Lie on the player for a second longer. Hit Nathan Cleary, test the referee. I guess that's probably the blueprint loss, but uh, you've got to be careful as well because if you become ill-disciplined... In a finals match, it'll cost you. Well, I think what Maddie's getting at there, and this is what you talk about all the time in big games, is you test the patience of the referee first up. You see what he his boundaries are. Because what happens is that you go out there expecting 
you know, a game to be played a certain way. And if you're not used to it and you can't adapt on the run, then one team takes advantage of it. So you've got to be able to see where the boundaries are of the referee. So you've got to be able to test him early and see what he's going to allow and not allow. Um, and then you start to work on your flow of the game. That, that's how it all always unfolds, usually big games. But if you've got one team that's not prepared to do that and the other that is, all of a sudden you're on the back foot straight away because you're allowing the opposition to get up and play the football really quickly and they're on a roll when they've got the ball. And if you're not prepared to really test the patience and the limits of the referee, um, you're on the back foot. So this is something you know, most teams, big games, really talk about, testing the patience of the referee. So I think that this will be um, uh, a game where both teams will try and establish dominance. And the good way of doing that is making sure your tackle technique is good, but also you've got good numbers in the tackle and your line speed is, is is so quick that you get rewarded for your efforts. And you see what the Roosters have been able to do the last few weeks. They get off their line, so they would, they attack you, put you under pressure. Then if they're taking you backwards or sidewards in a tackle, the referee gives you a bit more leeway because you're the dominant. You're dominant in that tackle. And if you're being dominant, they give you a little bit more time. But if you're carrying the ball, you poke your nose through, you have to be released to play the ball quicker than what you would if other people are, are pushing you backwards or pushing you sideways. So it, it'll, it'll come down to what team wants to defend the best. It'll come down to the, the eagerness of the line to get forward, put pressure on uh, and try and dominate and establish, um, slow play the balls, but also establish good go forward when they've got the ball. Achilles Eel is the headline on the back page of the Herald and uh, at two meetings this year, 22 to 20. And 34 to 10 have the Eels beaten the Panthers in both their fixtures this year. Now, also on the back page of the Herald, oh, Manly. Uh, Des Hasler. Well, Hasler's safe for 2023, but future is still uncertain. Uh, so it seems like this uh, meeting between the club power brokers yesterday, Scott Penn, uh, Tony Mestrov, the new CEO, uh, you've got George Mimas, Hasler's agent, and Hasler in this meeting as well yesterday. And it looks like it hasn't come to an absolute conclusion in regards to Des Hasler, but he is still the coach, according to reports next year. But they also say the club has denied that he's being guaranteed an extension for 2024. Apparently, Hasler still has strong support from the players, as does Daily Cherry Evans from the players as well. So that survey apparently was filled out. And uh, all this is coming as well with American interests surrounding the club trying to buy it. So there's a lot going on there at Manly at the moment. Uh, but uh, sounds like Des Hasler and his camp didn't get exactly what they want. It sounds like nobody got completely what they wanted, Loz. What do you read into this? Oh, what do I read into it, Mido? I read into it that Des is going to be there for one more year and they're not going to be rushed into making a decision. Unless Des can come to them with a succession plan, they may give him a 12-month uh, extended contract for 2024. But unless there's a clear picture of how the Eels are going to look in 2025 and beyond, I think they manly, manly might move and might move at the end of next year on Des. And I think it'll all come down to results and it'll all come down to power. And I think that Des has got to be able to 
prove or show that there's a clear way forward for Manly to establish success. Now, you can do that on a PowerPoint presentation, but in reality, does it work? That, that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, it's like when you sign a coach. A, a coach can go into a meeting yeah. and give you the best presentation you've ever seen, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to have success on the footy field. So I still think there's a power play here with Manly, and no they're doubt. trying to delude... Um, that trying to dilute some of the power from Des and take away that power. Um, and Des will either have to back down or stay firm, and then it's a Mexican standoff. Let's face it, it's all going to come down to results next year. Yes. If, they, if they're struggling early, trouble. Trouble. But even if, if they're winning, that might be enough to extend Des mm. for 12 months. I don't think they're going to give him a four- or five-year deal. Oh, no I, 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 I think it'll it'll come down to... Year by year with Desi, I, mm. I, I just get that sense that I don't think they want him to be in charge for a long period of time. Well, Scott Penn's virtually indicated we want to know what's next. Okay, Des is here now, now mm. but you need to help us in sorting out what is next. Yes, and and I think mm. Des is under a little bit of pressure. He'll have to come to the board and Scott Penn and Tony Mestrov and show them a clear pathway forward. Mm. And if he does that, he might get an extension. If he doesn't, this will carry on into the preseason, and then at the start of next year, in the opening 10 rounds, if they don't get results, who knows what may happen. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. What a morning. Uh, on the text line here, guys, how much would Dennis Lilly's autograph photo of the Queen be worth now? Cheers, Steve. Uh, working at Town Hall years ago, we had a security guard with us. Asked, what toilet can I use? He said, that toilet there. The Queen used it once. I was honoured to use it. (laughs) Um, Boys, she owned Carlton House. Yes, she did. Trained by Gay Waterhouse. And Carlton House, that was a decent horse. Uh, I've, yeah, just brought up its record here. Obviously, ran over there. Finished second or so, you think, in the Prince of Wales at Royal Ascot back in 2012. And then came to Australia and it ran in, well, it ran in the Ranvit. In 2014, ran second to Silent Achiever. And then the Queen Elizabeth, where it went third behind It's a Done Deal. That was the first year of the championships when they were rebranded. So there you go. That's a sad day, Mido. I think a lot of people would be upset with the fact that the Queen has passed away. She's been in our lives for, what, 70 years? Um, She's been a remarkable figure. And seeing the pictures come through here now and Buckingham Palace and... A lot of people walking around there, they'd be quite upset with what's happened. And she's had a remarkable life, a remarkable family. She's been such a wonderful figure. And she's been around <laughs> around for such a long time. Look at those pictures there coming oh, through on the Today Show. Buckingham Palace. Mm, yeah, it's just people just... Well, it's getting later at night there now, too, isn't it? About 9 o'clock at hey, night, yeah. I think 10 past 9 yeah, at night. Yeah, correct. Uh, so, yeah, big crowds naturally uh, converging on Buckingham Palace there in London tonight. Now, just some tech news. We've had a lot of text this week, and apologies for all our technology issues. There's been a few recently, but I'm told digital radio's back, baby. Oh. So digital radio's back, uh, yeah. thanks to Glenn and the team here who've been working around the clock, uh, dealing with emails at all sorts of hours. Con- phone calls, all been happening. But the boys have sorted it out, so digital radio is back. I'll tell you what else is back this morning, though, is the Big Sports Breakfast 
Sticky Wings Multi. And it is open. And Loz is going big. Big price, anyway. Hit us. Well, this is what we're doing, Mino. We are going down to Flemington tomorrow. Race four. We're going number 16, El Rocco. El Rocco to run top two. Top two. Top two. And then we are coming back up here to Sydney. And she's been very impressive, Mido. Shades of Rose. So she's in race nine, number 10, Shades of Rose to win. And that is paying $13 if you'd like to be a part of that multi tomorrow. 13 Australian clams for the multi this week. El Rocco, top two, Shades of Rose. I think you've had Shades of Rose in about three times. A couple been of times. Been very successful. Very successful. Winning formula. She's Stick. flying. She's going good, isn't she? I know she's got a wide barrier tomorrow, but I think she's get across and be up on speed, Meadow, and, and hopefully we can collect the chocolates once again. Yep. Great day's racing tomorrow. Bring it on. Bit of rain there again this morning as I was driving in. Goodness gracious. Will, will it stop raining in this town? Seriously. But the track yesterday was a soft five for Rose Hill Gardens tomorrow for Run to the Rose Day. Um, I'll get an update from the ATC. I'm sure it'll come through this morning. Uh, but the multi's open. It's paying $13. Clarkie was just showing us a picture of when uh, yeah. you're lining up on the field and the Queen shook your hand. Gee, it looked like a whippersnapper too there, um, Clarkie. I need a good feed there. Yeah, a friend of mine just sent it to me, actually. So he must be listening to the show, hearing us talk about it. And, yeah, uh, very lucky, very fortunate to have to have met the Queen a couple of times, Mido. It wasn't wasn't sit-down chat. It was very formal. Did you just and... meet her with the Ashes? Yes. Yeah, yeah Tony the Ashes. A, yep. Not every not every Ashes series, but I met her uh, twice, two Ashes series. Um, I can't remember. What we did Chuck, on the you met Chuck? Have I met? Charlie. <laughs> I have Chuck. met Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Prince Charles. King Chuck. King Charles. King Charles now, King yeah. Charles, yeah. <laughs> yes. Chuck. Yeah. I had King lunch with, um, with Prince Charles and the two boys here yeah. in Sydney oh, well, a few years ago. Have a beer with the boys? Yeah, I met, met I had, Charles and um, met Will. I was having wine. I wasn't having a beer. I don't know if I don't think the boys were drinking. Harry might have been sneaking a few under the table, but mm. no, uh, very, very sad. I remember being at Cargo Bar in the absolute heyday, mm. 2003 World Cup. Harry walking. Harry was there, but I, I don't remember it. Yeah. Apparently he was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sad morning. Very, very sad morning. What a rain. 70 years on the throne there. Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, Sunday, Cam Murray trained yesterday without issue. Jason Demetrio, the South coach, has all but assured that he will play. Despite that head knock last week, passed all the protocols so far. So it looks like the South captain will play for that massive match. It's we'd all go home. Sunday, Allianz Stadium against the Chooks. And uh, Demetrio yesterday spoke about the Latrell Mitchell booing as well. Naturally, he's going to stick up for his player, as he well should. And he pointed out how, well, look at Luke Keary. Look at Angus Crichton. They used to be here. And he goes, I don't see our fans showing them that sort of uh, behaviour. So, understandably, Jason Demetrio sticking up for his oh, player. You're always, going to, you're always going to stick up for your player, Mido. Um, and the players love hearing their coach be very supportive of them. Um, you know, and Latrell is a divisive figure, like a lot of fans, in particular the Roosters fans, don't like the fact that he left. But I think more so it's about him doing that tackle on Joey Marnie last year. I, I think that really annoyed a lot of 
Roosters supporters. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the reason why they gave it to Latrell last, last Friday night. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, it'll be a terrific atmosphere out there on Sunday. And as we said yesterday, you know, as long as people aren't going over the top, and if anyone thinks about saying anything close to being racist, then they shouldn't be going out to the football this weekend. And if someone hears someone saying that during the game, then they should point them out call to security out. and call them out. Mm-hmm. Because it's no place for it in our game. And guys like Latrell and Cody Walker and other great uh, Indigenous players of our game do, do not deserve that. But if you're there and, you know, he's done something wrong, yeah, of course you can, you know, boo him. If he's, you know, stirring you up and doing the wrong thing and, you know. But all good players at some point in time have been booed. And they do it because they're being good. Yeah, a lot of the reason why is they they're too good. Stop, <laughs> stop having so much impact on the outcome, and trust me, you won't get booed. Take it as if a he compliment. makes a couple of errors, I'll cheer him. Hey, take it as a compliment. It's because you're such a good player, and the opposition team knows how much impact you can have on the game that they're going to give you stick when they get the opportunity. But man, get, well, get ready for it now. <laughs> the fact he's even mentioned it. It's coming twice as hard. Just seeing Clarkie here just on the Queen's death. Uh, so England, South Africa, day one was washed out last night of the third test at the Oval. Yep. But it's just seeing day two. Postponed? Called off yeah, day okay. two. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, sure it'll just be morning. a rest day, I suppose, or yeah. obviously a morning day uh, for the English. I think there's a stack of sport over there that's been called off or postponed today. Mm. Um, which, you know, I actually think it's appropriate. I, 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 I don't mind that. I think I think it is, you know, it's that heavier day. It, it, the the impact that the Queen has had uh, all around the world, but particularly at home. My goodness, I think I think the EPL is continuing from what I hear, um, but a lot of sport has been caught off. So, yeah, tough day, tough day. What have you got there, Loz, on the text line? Uh, uh, people are pointing out that El Rocco has been nominated for Rose Hill tomorrow, but take it as read. Uh, right, so El Rocco will be running in Melbourne. Okay. Oh, right. So you've made phone calls. Maybe put the heat on some trainers. Who trains El Rocco, Loz? McCardle? I'll find out. I'll find out. But uh, I'll tell you what also starts today is the NFL. NFL. And uh, we're going to take a quick break because, Loz, I'm putting them out there. What do you got, Super Bowl winner? No, that's the... Well, I'll get to that. All right, Loz, I'm taking over the countdown this week. Interject as much as you want. Well, with the NFL season starting today, I've got my five bets. Have I got five here? Yeah, I've got five bets heading into the season. I've got a name for each bet. So this is the risk it for the biscuit bet. Yep. Jacksonville... The Jaguars, who won three games last year, went 3-14 and 14 to win the AFC South, $9. I've taken the $9. I've also backed them over six and a half wins at $2.15, and I've had a little peanut on Trevor Lawrence to win the MVP at $81. Are they the Cincinnati of last year? Probably not. But they're in a division with the Colts, question marks. Haven't won the division now for, I think, eight years. Tennessee surely have to regress. Had so much luck last year. Have uh, lost some... Well, they've lost some receivers. 
and uh, they've got some issues on their offensive line as well. Houston, no good. So they've got a better offensive line. They've got Christian Kirk at wide receiver and Evan Ingram at mm. tight end, so they've got weapons. They're not the best weapons. They're not Jamar Chase, like the receiver at Cincinnati that obviously Joe Burrow had. But most importantly, they've got a decent coach. Last year, they had a disaster. Urban Meyer. This year, Doug Peterson, who won the Super Bowl when he was with Philadelphia. He's supposed, and to, be got the quarter, the he's supposed of, to be the quarterback whisperer too, isn't he? Got the best out of Carson Wentz yeah. when he was at Philly. So that is my play. $9 Well, I'm going to take you on in the AFC South. I'm going the Colts. Well, I had them last year, and they burnt me. But yeah, new quarterback, Matt Ryan from Atlanta. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's nearly your age. Been to a Super Bowl. He'll get them home. Okay. So that's my first bet. The risk it for the biscuit bet, Jacksonville. AFC South winners, $9. My next bet, and this is a season wins multi, and this is for Clarky this, because it is the Tom Brady and Giselle bet powered by No Idea and Women's Monthly. And uh, with Tom Brady having all sorts of issues, there's something wrong with his hair. Oh, my God. There's a lot wrong with Tom Brady at the moment. What am I listening to? Uh, And I'm just looking at this article as well. Are you writing Uh, for the Sun in the UK? Giselle and Tom Brady have not reconciled despite her return to Florida. Uh, So there's issues. In all honesty, I'm fading Brady. I'm fading the Buccaneers. They've lost offensive linemen. Mm. And if Brady's under pressure, look out. Uh, I agree with you, Mitter. So I'm going Tampa. This is my multi. Yep. Season wins multi. Tampa under 11 and a half wins. Now, a lot of people in that division, the NFC South, they want to gravitate to New Orleans. Well, I'm gravitating to Carolina, and I'm going over six and a half wins Carolina. They get, obviously, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, oh. I reckon he'll go all right. But I love Christian McCaffrey, their running back, who missed nearly all of last season with injury. He's back. If he stays healthy, look out, and their defense is pretty good. JC Horn at corner. Keep an eye out for him. And I've got Jacksonville over six and a half wins, as I've mentioned. And Chicago, the Bears, rubbish. They are setting their quarterback, Justin Fields, up to fail. They've lost Allen Robinson to the Rams, their receivers, so they've got no weapons. So Tampa, the under. Carolina and Jacksonville, the over. And Chicago, the under. $10.90 with Tab, if you multi those together. Third bet. Well, it's just on the back of what I just said. It's the bad Bears bet. Worst regular season record, Chicago at $8. Shane, ring up. Shane will not be happy. Shane's a Chicago People man. People are gravitating towards Atlanta, um, Seattle. Uh, who else am I missing there? But anyway, I've got the Bears at $8. My hype train bet, and I've had this bet, but I got it at a better price. It's now $2.20, and it's Philadelphia to win the NFC East. You've got a rap on Philly. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. I know, big question mark, but look at the division. New York, rubbish. Yep. Washington, seriously. Dallas, overrated. And they've lost, Dallas have lost some key people. So Philadelphia, you have a very good offensive and defensive line. Decent weapons. Jalen Hurts, the question mark, but I think they'll win the East. But I think he could get a better price. If you don't want to bet this yet... I think they'll actually lose to Detroit this weekend. I think Dallas will beat Tampa Bay. So you'll get a better price next week. Next week, if you're you know, annoyed at getting them at probably the unders at $2.20. And if you go into futures on the Tab app and website under American Football, and under NFL Futures, there's a section there, what are the odds, where there's a whole heap of uh, betting options. 
and I gravitated straight towards this one. At $4.25, I've got the option for Green Bay, San Francisco, Kansas City, and Cincinnati to all make the playoffs. I think that is a fantastic bet. I can't see any of those teams not making the playoffs. Some people want to pot Cincinnati. They've actually got better. I know they were lucky to make the Super Bowl last year, but they've got better people on the offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Jamar Ch- the Burrow-Chase combination at wide receiver is probably the best in the NFL. Mm. I, I think they're better than last year. I think they'll actually probably win that division. People want to have Baltimore, but I love Cincinnati to make the playoffs $4.25. Don't have a, an absolute Super Bowl pick yet. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say Kansas Bills. City. Kansas City? Yes. I think Mahomes, big chip on the shoulder. Everyone's starting to gravitate elsewhere. Yeah. Everyone's to all Josh over the Allen, Bills, aren't they? Oh, the Bills, everyone. Oh, oh, and I actually love today the Rams to beat the Bills in the season opener. Really? I still think the Bills have a great season. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I didn't have much of a rap on Stafford, but he delivered last year, mm. didn't he? So, Loz, are you happy? Uh, you know what? I don't mind those bets. I don't mind those bets. We don't. I'm happy for you if you're happy. <laughs> I'll be happy if the. I'll be happy if you're happy. I'll be happy if I guess if John is happy. No, that's good. I, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick with my charges to win the whole thing. My charges. My charges. What's happened to your Raiders? Oh, they're rubbish. You're off them. Yep. No, they're very good. I reckon they could do anything this year. No, I don't like car. Anyway, so well, there you, you go. Like for what car, it's worth, that's the NFL bet so far for the season. Well, mate, I don't mind them. I love your Tom Brady one. I think I think he's in for a you two bad have lost season, it. Tom. You two, you two have lost yeah. it. Obviously, obviously. His mind's not on the job. Nah. Zero notice of his history. Divorce by round 10. Or so, separate. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we take a... Book on the divorce. Don't even worry about that. Mate, he's good enough. Whatever happens off the field won't affect his performance on the field. He's that good, Matt. I don't understand why you guys are even having this conversation, talking about his... It's called private life, personal life. Mm. Leave it alone, you I two. want to gossip about him. Leave it alone, Woman's Day. I want to know New everything idea. about him, Tom. He looked gaunt when I saw him on TV. Yeah, he's, been, he's on a stressed. diet. He he's, looks stressed. He's been training hard. He's trying to lose a bit of weight, so he's sharp. He's he needs to, to be focused when he goes into this season. Man. I don't think he's focused enough. I can't believe you're doubting the GOAT. Well... <laughs> The goat needs to come out in the first game. Mate, the goat doesn't need to do anything, mate. And he's show 40, me he he's is 45, back. 45, mate. He doesn't need to be back. He's 45 years of age. There's nothing he hasn't touched. The goat can do whatever he wants. How do you reckon the goat will go? No, I don't think it's going to. Yeah. I think it's going to just fade this year. Fade. Yeah. What do you mean? It, what do you nah, mean, fade? No, I don't think. He will wish he stayed in retirement. Yeah. Oh, oh, my I, I think God. he's made the wrong you decision. You too, honestly. You think he's made the wrong decision, yep. what, to come out of retirement? Yeah. Well, it's weird for him. He's obviously very uncertain. Mate, he, obviously, he's not done. He still loves the foot. He still loves footy. He still wants so to play. So he's chosen football over his wife. Oh, here we go. Here we go. New idea. Yep. Listen to him. He's it. chosen football over his wife. How oh, dare has he? he? Has he? He's yes. chosen football <laughs> over his wife. Because yep. you know them both so well. I've on con- in contact with them on Instagram. <laughs> oh, dear. That's bad when you're choosing football. See, it's people like over, you over a it's wife. It's people like you, mate, that cause all the grief. I should have been a journo. Oh. oh. Well, I love There's the headline right there. I love it. There's the headline right there. He's chosen football over his wife. I can't believe no one's written it yet. Oh my god. That that's a perfect headline. Oh. Brady chooses 
yeah. his team over his wife. Mm, that's the problem we have. That, that's the headline. That's the problem we have. And in that's this what world. the journo should made be following up, up. Made up words. People don't understand the power of words. See, I'm a friend. I'm a source. A source said. Source said. <laughs> People don't understand. Is it? Can it not be? Are you okay day today? Let's go back to that. I like you better yesterday than I do this morning. Did you do your five? I did. I certainly did. You did you do your five yesterday? I did a couple. I had a couple oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> yeah, I gave that you a challenge no. of doing five. I think I actually did more than... I sent more than five yeah, text messages. It doesn't matter if you do more. But I didn't speak to five. I spoke to two people. I got mm. one person close to me, like really I told you mm. off air, that... Uh, actually, why am I talking about this? Nothing. Continue. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about this on air. Go. Continue. Yes, I did my five. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so let's have a... <laughs> Loz, you're going to yes. have a multi for us. Rams, Buffalo into Para Penrith tonight. Who are you picking? Just off the bat. Penrith. Penrith tonight. And who wins this opener today in the NFL? Rams Bills. or Buffalo? Your Bills. Ooh. Penrith. So Bills into Penrith tonight. Favourites, couple of favourites. Yep, sticking with the favourites. Did we all tip the Panthers? No, I went no, para. you went para, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, mm. I'm clutching on to a bit of rust. And I'm, yeah, you've and been I'm, on and, that and, all and, week. And, and like I said this morning, I I think this game, para will have, stick them on the line, attitude. They have nothing to lose. They'll, I reckon that this, this game you'll see... I'm hoping, but I think you'll see Parrot at their absolute best in this game. Lay it all on the line. Just give it to them. Give it to the Panthers. Nothing left. Okay, last night in the Cricket Australia beat New Zealand by 113 runs against New Zealand there in Cairns. So they've won the Chapel Hadley Trophy 2-0 uh, up. Uh, by the way, in the BMW PGA, the golf, and uh, very late in the opening round there, over at Wentworth in the UK, uh, they called playoff after the news that Queen Elizabeth II had passed away. Uh, top of the leaderboard, Tommy Fleetwood, Andy Sullivan, both of the UK, and Victor Hovland, all at eight under par in the clubhouse with a 64. Uh, some Aussie, Jason Scrivener, a uh, six under 66. I'm sure I saw Adam Scott shoot three under. Yes, he and Lucas Herbert have shot a three under 69. Deliciously flaky pastry on top of bottom, which is rolled extra thin, a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour, and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. And here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking. Grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworth stores. Remember, we're located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find us, ask for Garlo's Pies by name. Garlo's Pies, they're thin on pastry. They're big on meat. Joining us in the studio on a sad morning, JR, because the Queen, unbelievable. What a reign. Sad. I know it's a great life, a long life, but still, you sort of uh, never really envisaged that she'd be gone. Yeah, it was a sad, as soon as I got in the car this morning at just at 3.45, she had just literally had just passed away. And I was listening to the story thinking, oh, no, that's so sad. But as you said, you, she's 96, so we knew it was going to be coming soon. But when it actually happens, it's, we're all sitting here in shock. It's just devastating. And watching all those scenes out the front of Buckingham Palace and all the people that, what is it, what do you reckon thousands are out there right mm. now, just shows what a loved character she was and her legacy will, will live on. It's amazing, isn't it? I could sit here and watch all those sort of pictures mm. and hear about her life. over, the, And we will over the next, days. not only 48 yeah. hours, but mm. over the next seven days, if mm. not longer. But she sort of reigned over everyone for 70 years and she was loved by everyone. Mm. You know, And I think it, a lot of people will be feeling it and a lot of people will be sad. Uh, but a lot of people will be you know, thinking about 
her reign and what she did and just to see the scenes there at the moment at Buckingham Palace. The phones are out, the lights are shining brightly and everyone's there and paying tribute to a wonderful lady. And officially King Charles III will be taking over. Well, Chuck. When does that all take yeah. place? I mean, Loss you've got a AKA Chuck for loss. So I was <laughs> Wait reading, for a, a yeah, while it'll to be a few the weeks that she'll then he'll then be sworn in at Westminster. Right. So it's so going to be a busy couple of months mm. coming up over there in um, over there in the UK. No doubt about that. Big time. JR, what's going on? Um, well, first of all, boys, we've got obviously footy finals and plenty going on in that space. But I just wanted to let all of our listeners know. Today is my last day as the newsreader on the Big Sports Breakfast. <clears throat> well, that's been a shock yes. to us this week, to it say ha- the least. Yeah, it has. Yeah. So obviously, I told you boys at the start of the week, which was actually when I found out. So it was a yeah. very. It's been. It's happened very fast. Um, but look, it's been a wonderful two and a half years. I'm trying very hard not to get emotional <laughs> no. because I've loved working with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was saying a lot. Is you want to leave a place when you're in a good space. Yeah. You don't want to leave being like, I hate those people or. Yeah. But it's been wonderful. And, Jared, I've worked with you for, what, better part of a decade. We've been friends for a long time. So I knew what I was going to get into with you when we <laughs> were working on this show. But Clark in laws getting to know you guys, you're just such amazing humans. And I think that's what makes this show so amazing is that we've got great people who all genuinely like each other. And the mm. chemistry between all of you mm. boys is just outstanding, which is why I think the show rates so well. So we're a small team, but like a family. And yeah, thanks. Not Jared. only are you... Um, sort of leaving the newsreader role, but yeah. you're actually moving into status world. Yes, which I think is why it's all quite overwhelming. So, yes, moving to Victoria. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of Dave, it's actually because of my job. So, I'm not leaving the company. I'm just going to be moving to our media space down there. Yeah. So, you stay with the company. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and Dave is, your, your husband Dave is from Melbourne, but it's very much a work decision first and foremost. Yeah. So yep. you can imagine he's sprinting over the border to get back to Victoria. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's sure. very excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, get to the G and he can support his Hawthorne in person, um, which will be great. So, yeah. I'll, I'll You'll still be missed, host. Jamie. Yeah. You'll be missed. You've been st- unreal. It, it's You've been, been great. Unreal. I'll still host over spring. So when you guys all come down to Victoria, I can show you my new hood. Yeah, um, awesome. And when Jared's obviously doing Channel 10. So I'll be hosting then. But, yes, that is me done, oh, it's guys. exciting times, JR. Yeah. Have you spent much – well, you would have spent a lot of time down there, but I suppose getting your head around the full-time move. Well, before I had kids and got married, I used to spend like six to eight weeks around that footy finals into spring period. It was It's great. I just It's funny. I actually remember saying to Dave, I'd rather live overseas than ever move to Victoria. <laughs> so there we go. And off ah, I am. Never say never. <laughs> yeah. How do I pull those words exactly, back? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure he would have loved off. that. I know. He was like, all right. But there we are. We are packing up the bags and moving yeah. to Victoria. Oh, it's a great opportunity for you, Jamie, yeah. as well. Like, I think, no doubt, we'll, we'll miss you in here every single day. You're like, the, you're like the music that turns on at a party. You're the energy that you create that every morning. So we'll miss that. But what an awesome opportunity for you. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, and uh, we thank it's you for great. your contribution, JR, and particularly with what you achieved with the swim and yeah, uh, the money you raised for Gotcha for Life, and yeah, no, you'll be sorely missed. We appreciate it. And we're already getting texts through saying all the best, and 
But let's face but it. But she still be part of it. She still be part of it. Still here. Can't get away that easy. No, no, no. Can't get rid of me. I've tried it. You want to leave your phone here as well? Can you be copying three AM messages from us? Like you say, the will. I need to figure out a segment that I can continue to be on this show. So just watch this space. I will try to find a way to weasel my way back in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. But no, you guys have been brilliant. All the listeners, whether. You love me or hate me because I do get Who am I going to talk to about the love triangle now? It's the swimming love triangle. Who am I going to talk to about Just that? give me a call. That could yeah. be my excuse there to come back go. on the show. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, well, I, thought you, I thought you didn't like private yeah. lives. And, and got nah, the swimming love oh, triangle. I enjoyed okay. that. Not my mate Tom Brady. Not, yeah, well, Tom mate, leave, leave Tommy and Giselle oh, alone, man. Well, JR, I love a gossip. Me don't love oh, a gossip. Well, we wouldn't know. <laughs> tell me your thoughts. Know it all. Tell, Look at him. Tell me your thoughts on Tom and Giselle. How do you think it'll play out? And do you reckon Tom will handle the fact that everything's not going right in his personal life. Apparently. But can he put that aside and still deliver? I reckon he's a, he's a professional. He'll exactly. he'll still deliver. He'll put yeah. that aside. We don't, know, and we, 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 don't know. we don't know if there's anything yeah. wrong with their relationship. No, no, it's it's just you and Mido. What was it on the sun? Oh, yeah. The sun? New York Post. It's got to be true then. It's got to be true. It's out there. But I love as Clarkie says, a source said. So we don't know. I'm the source. Yeah, lots of the source. Tomato. Tomato source said. That's what it was. I'll tell you what JR can be. She can be the Foxy Cleopatra correspondent. Oh, I can. Oh, I'll be able to yes. watch your horse in person, yes. There you go, the Foxy Cleopatra. She yeah. is running on Sunday. Can you let us know if she's real? Yeah, Jamie, because at the moment she's a myth. I'll go and visit her at the stables. <laughs> I can do get that. get a photo of her? I will. Oh, that'll be I'll updated, updated every day how but, she's Matt, going. Don't, put, don't get the flash in her eyes. She won't be able to run the next month. Well, make sure you give me heads up, Lois, because I've got to write an article in the Herald Sun so she can each week, so she can be some of my storylines. All right, oh. I will do that, JR. Oh, and listen, I'm telling you, when she's a superstar and a champion, I don't want you, oh, hey, oh, all right, you. running, running off and hanging off my coattails. I want her to be a super. I'm with you. I'm supportive, but at the moment she's a myth. I don't even know if she's alive. Is she real? I know she's scared of bindies. When when she doesn't I'm, like the wet. When, when I'm running in an Everest, when I'm down there in the spring at Carnival uh, in Melbourne winning Melbourne Cups, when I'm over at Royal Ascot, I don't oh. want anything to do with you, all right? Oh, mate, I hope she does. Do not ring me. <laughs> I hope she does well. We'll be riding on those coattails, Oz. <laughs> Race three oh. sale on Sunday. Foxy is a $5 chance with Tab. She's in. Barrier She's 18. in at this stage. <laughs> Barrier 18. Oh, no, got to pull her. <laughs> got to pull her. Scratch for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, doesn't like, she doesn't like that barrier. Scratch. Bindi scratched. Rain scratched. I won't have to get T-Buff on the way. <laughs> I, I can't have a running out of Barry. Oh, no. Oh, of course not. Mate, it's not perfect. Of course. Right. Pull her out. Scratch. Mate, the- She's like a little baby. To oh, me. my God. I want to look can after we just Can we put on a race for Barrier Foxy? 18, can we just put a race on? For, do you want anybody to run beside her or not? Like, we'll put a race on. Oh, just for her? Yeah. Tell me what you require. We know sunshine, no Cu- bindies. A couple of slow horses. A couple of slow horses, <laughs> tick. A couple of ponies. Yep. What barrier would you like? Uh, There's only three in the race, but still pick your barrier. No, barrier five, okay. something like that. Barrier uh, five, six. I'm making a few calls. Yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. to put a race on for it. <laughs> uh, we'll see yeah. what happens. What about this? I can see this Foxy Cleopatra being the arid... Finch of the horse. That is He's up on the finch, dog. Finchy's not going that bad. Hey, come on. Uh, what else have we got here? My, um, 
my horse is taking on Laurie's horse at sale on Sunday. Bring it on. Go Steel Fox. Mm. Um, that's MJ at Musselbrook sending that one through. Steel Fox, yes, in the same race. Uh, Blake McDougall rides. Barrier 15, $16 chance. But we've got a couple of calls here. Uh, Sean, first up. How are you, Sean? Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, pretty well, thanks. What have you got for us? Mate, Loz, you, you say you're, you're the sauce, did you, mate? Yeah, I'm the sauce. He's barbecue. Yep. Mate, I, I think you're on the sauce, bud. Not, not, <laughs> not. Mate, marriage troubles. <laughs> when there's marriage troubles, Sean, with Tom Brady, I'm telling you, he won't be able to handle it. Yeah, you'll be right, mate. Mate. Hey, mate, I've got one for you to, to back tomorrow. Yeah, what do we got? Um, Cadagio in the last at Flemington. Cadagio. Make right the on. case. Yep, making the case. Yes, please. Mate, well, look, it's one it's, it's, it's first, the first race, his first race at uh, Geelong, a two-year-old maiden, trained by um, the Price and Kent stable. The, each sire already, already won, won the derby. Um, so, mate, for seven seven bucks, I've took it, I'll take it tomorrow. And I also back to the derby at $11 to win the derby as well. Okay, that's race nine, number 14, Cadazio, barrier yep. 13, Jamie Carr rides, $7.50 with Tab, in what mm. is a very open race there in the last at Flemington 100%. tomorrow. Give it strength, Sean. For sure. Thanks, guys. Good on Thank you, mate. you, Sean. Thank you. We've got James on the line here now. G'day, James. How are you? Yeah, good. I'd like to wish Jamie Rogers well as well. Um, she... I've found her to be a very enlightening person, especially the last couple of weeks. Um, she was she called out um, a, basically a publicity stunt from um, another code that uh, would um, had a bit of a record of getting used out before they um, had a, um, a sporting event coming up in um, you know areas that aren't usually um, from their um, domain. And uh, yeah, Jamie was called out, I think it was the Aussie Rules last week, when they um, suddenly put out a story about someone, you know, having some incident seven years ago. And I thought that was pretty gutsy of Jamie. And um, her being a Roosters fan, I think, but I know I'm on a Roosters well, fan. We won't hold that against I'm her. I'm a Roosters fan. <laughs> I hope she um, holds the flag up yeah. for uh, rugby league down in Melbourne when she's down there as well and gives the storm a bit of publicity as well because um, God knows, um, uh, you know, sports like rugby league um, need people like Jamie who can see through things. Cheers. Well no, good on you, James. Thanks for the call. Yeah, there thanks, James. Now. I actually did say to Dave, well, you'll walk off to the MCG and then I'll go the other way and watch <laughs> Melbourne Storm or when they take on the Roosters, but I actually will get to some Melbourne Storm games while I'm down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of texts here for you, JR, but uh, sad news, but great news for you. Positive, onwards and yeah, upwards. thanks, guys. And, and uh, as I said, you, you're all just such yeah. amazing people to work with. I have loved every single second of the past, you know, two and a half years. You got me through my swim. We've all just, you know, it's great. You're all wonderful, and I am going to be sad to not see all your smiling faces at 5 a.m. every day. But as Jared and I were saying, smiling at 5 I will not miss the alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Are we smiling at that time? No. <laughs> no, but JR, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, You've thanks, still got two hours to go. Thanks, guys. The news is, we're not letting yeah. you off early. I'll, I'll, hope <laughs> say, I'll say a better farewell closer to the time. I won't be as emotional. Great stuff. <laughs> thanks, guys. Now, we had Darren from Totally Work where it riled me in the studio yesterday, and I read, you know, the ad out for him. And brilliant I, read. I, I, I did a really, really good job. Oh, this one, brilliant read. This one I'm going to do a lot better, all right, without Darren here, because I was a little bit nervous when yeah, he was here. Tell. So... 
get into totally workwear ride with me for all your workwear gear. We stock the biggest brands and best brands like King G, Hardjacker, FXD and Steel Blue. Make sure you check out the new Fuse workwear by King G. It's a must-see. Does your business workwear branding need a freshen up? Darren and the team will get you sorted. Open until 7pm every weekday. Totally workwear ride me, 279 Victoria Road opposite Bunnings and Maccas. First to open and last to close. We've got you covered. And I'm just seeing here that uh, Loz's conglomeration of Winks, Frankel, very elegant, <laughs> Foxy Cleopatra, mm. which is drawn Barry 18 at sale on Sunday, is also uh, in for Wangaratta on Monday and Sandown next Wednesday. I mean, seriously. Are we ever going to see this? this horse has been nominated for no. about 14 races not in real. six days? It's not real. She's a myth. See, this is how good she is. Oh, man. This is how good she is. We are going very, very carefully with her. The path to glory, boys, you guys should know, doesn't come easy. And you've got to start somewhere. Well, yeah, you got to, you're right. You've got to start somewhere. <laughs> Just let us know when she's going to start, please. By the way, it's Ali Mosley coming up. Pengilly's after 7 o'clock. I do this every Friday. We, Disrespectful we, yeah. to Ali. Uh, but before we just get to Ali, quickly, Loz, the Sticky Wings Big Sports Breakfast Multi. What have you got for us? Here we – this is what we're doing, Mido. We're going to Melbourne in race four, number 16, El Rocco. Now, El Rocco has been nominated up here in Sydney as well, but my sources are telling me that definitely will run in Melbourne. So El Rocco, top two, and Rose Hill, race nine, number 10, Shades of Rose to win. That's paying – $13. Paying plenty. $13. Ali, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, good morning, boys. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. And, uh, well, this track, soft five at the moment, a bit of rain overnight. Not sure where it's fallen if Rose Hill uh, got any. But uh, it's a great day's racing set for us tomorrow, run to the Rose Day. It certainly is. I'm looking at the rain radar at the moment. I woke up and realised it was um, pretty wet outside, so I thought, please don't be raining at Rose Hill. We really don't need that. And it looks like it's definitely getting it. So I'm hoping that they they seem to miss a lot of what we get here on on the Randwick side, but I can see a big yellow band moving across at the moment. So I'm really hoping that they, they don't cop it and we can be racing on a soft track instead of a heavy track tomorrow. Well, Loz is keen again on Shades of Rose. Many are. And uh, how do you think she'll measure up in the Scirocco? Uh I think Espiona will beat her. <laughs> but, I, I mean, you know, it's, 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 very, it's really tricky. It's a really tricky race. I, I just think um, Espiona is the class horse of the field. My only query is that she's coming in off the one trial. But um, I just, it's really hard for a horse like Shades of Rose to step up through the grades like she has, and while she's certainly um, gone up to the task, I just, I just think Espiona might, might do the job here. I've backed Espiona as well, Loz. I didn't want to tell you. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Shades of Rose <laughs> superstar. Right. It's not off, bothered. So don't mind that one. <laughs> Move on. I'm okay. Uh, in the Theo Marks, uh, Mr Mozart uh, is favourite. How do you see it playing out? Ellsberg hard in the market as well there. Like Mr. Mozart, I've liked um, both his trials. I think they've been super impressive, um, and I think he'll be our winner. But outside of him, just as a as a bit of a place hope, and this will go completely out the window if it if it rains anymore, of course. But um, Jamea, Tommy, very aboard there. Um, she, I just thought she ran a super race on a soft track last time out there. In uh, what was she in last time? 
the toy show she ran in. So mm. I just think if she can get track conditions to suit, which will obviously mean that we don't want it to rain too much more than this. It can definitely stay in the soft range, but don't want her on a heavy track. She'll be the, the value chance there at about 8.50, but I think Mr Mozart will be our winner of the Theo Marks there. Just seeing a text from Cam. Gents, I live near Rose Hill and it hasn't stopped raining for the last hour. Oh, no. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, well, we know that you like Espiona then, Ali, but what are yeah. some of the other best bets of the day? Yeah, so coming up in race three, I like one at an each-way price here in Oz Legend from Chris Waller. I think he's about 10 bucks here. He's a European import. I saw him when he came out at Canterbury and ran third, and I was really taken by him. That was on a heavy nine on a pretty bottomless track. And then he had the three-week gap, and he had another placing at Rose Hill, um, and I just think this could set up well for him. So at the $10 value, I like Oz Legend. Um I think it seems so cliche to make an even money horse my best bet of the day, so I'd rather not. But I can't see Hammer on getting beaten in race four. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, and then, and in moving into the Ming Dynasty, I thought Conqueror. He's, a, I know he's been such a tricky horse. I've still got um, a big opinion of him. They've done a done a bit with his gear, so he's going to go in with the barrier blanket for the first time. We know what his barrier manners are like. He's going to have earmuffs pre-race only. Um, for the first time and a lugging bit for the first time. So they've done quite a bit with his gear, just trying to sort things out. But um, if he doesn't do the wrong thing in the barriers, he should win that race. And I think Golden Mile will also run run a big race in the Ming Dynasty. So I'll make Conqueror probably my best bet because Hammer-on just seems silly at such short odds. Okay, so I'm just recapping your best bets or your bets for tomorrow. So race three, number nine, Oz Legend, nine fifty the win, two eighty the place with tab. Race five, number five, Hammer on. Uh, no, sorry, race four. Race that four. is, isn't yep. it? Race four. Race four, number five, Hammer on, two dollars twenty five with tab. And race six, number twelve, Conqueror. Uh, and with tab, that is paying five dollars. What about the uh, run of the rose, though, Jr. Uh, sorry, not JR, Ali. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, Ali. No, Apologies. I thought for it's a, all happening. Oh, I've got a new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to forgive Best of Bordeaux here. I yep. think um, I, I was on the bandwagon to forgive him. I know a few others weren't. But if things um, go his way to suit, we know he's a real confidence horse. So if he gets to roll along in front, um, I can't see anything beating him outside of. I think the danger will be Swiss Exile. So if you, I'm going best of auto for a win there and Swiss Exile to play. Okay, so Ali's tips in the run to the Rose. Best of Bordeaux, $3.50. That's race seven, number one. And she also likes to run a place, race seven, number three, Swiss Exile. $9 the win, two sixty dollars the play. Should be a great day, Ali. Can't wait. Hopefully this rain stops.